If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, and obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we've got a special shoot-around episode. In the first half, we're going to talk about this new craze of eSports and what our thoughts on that. And then secondly, we'll finish up and kind of take it to the college ranks as we're on the heels of the recent championship, Final Four, and talk about is there going to be a new recruiting strategy that uh, takes place in college sports? Well, let's start with eSports. TJ, I've struggled with this. I have had to kind of get my mind around this. I've had to you know, do some research on this. There is this craze that is taking over the country, that is taking over the NBA, and it is all about eSports. What is eSports for those that aren't familiar? Essentially, it is gaming. All right? It is these individuals that have become rock star status individuals that are incredible in their particular craft, which just so happens to be video games. From an NBA perspective, it's NBA 2K. And they are being idolized and celebrated the way the LeBron James are of the world. And they're making big contracts. And the NBA has just gone all in with their new uh, NBA 2K league where they just had a big... NBA-wide draft where these teams are now investing in players to be dominant 2K players and represent their city and represent their franchise. And Is that what they what all the ado was about? Like I, I thought they were going to announce the draft on EA Sports, the draft order or something like that. And it's, no, they, they are were, actually – it is called the NBA 2K League. Yeah. Okay, And each team has a representative, and it is a full-fledged – Esports program, they they've got logos, they've got drafts. These players get salaries, they get benefits, and they are playing video games in front of huge audiences. All right, so if you go back to like some of the esports, and you can watch some of the YouTube documentaries on esports, but TJ, for example, there will be sold out arenas. Let's start over in um, Asia first, okay? Because that's where the momentum really picked up. Okay, mm-hmm. sold out arenas watching individuals play video games. So instead of watching the action on the court, you're watching it on a screen and you're cheering for the guy behind the controller or the girl behind the controller that's playing the game just like you would cheer for the LeBron James on the court. Okay, The competition is intense. And people in esports, they say, listen, if you enjoy competition and you enjoy people at the best of their craft, then you should like esports because it is competitive and you've got people the best at their craft. It's just you're watching a digital game, right? And cheering when TJ Rosine on the PlayStation sticks, you know, beats on a buzzer beater, the 50,000 people in the audience go crazy as if you did that in real life on the court. Yeah, just, Ben, before I give an opinion or a thought, right? 
Just want to. They're st- they sell out arenas all over the country. Like all, all over like the Staples Center sold out in like minutes. Yeah, Ted Leonsis over in D.C., the owner of the Wizards, he bought before the NBA 2K. He actually owns his own esports franchise. They're called Team Liquid. And this group of three or four gamers, Team Liquid, they specialize in like they've got like eight or ten games like uh, Minecraft and stuff like that, um, Call of Duty. Yeah. And that's their franchise. And they've got this facility, the Team Liquid facility. It looks like a college, like, like a University of Alabama facility. But it's for Team Liquid, okay? And they travel the country, and they sell out arenas, and they sell out, and they are rock star status. And a lot of famous people are buying franchises now. like Yeah. Or they're investing in them. I know recently, like, we did a thing with Jeremy Lin, and Jeremy Lin has a team. And I understand there's a lot of different stars that have gotten these teams there. But, um, it, it, so, Again, before opinion, here's some more. So Jeremy Lerner owns a team. They sell out all these arenas. This, what I know about esports, e- e- so I'm, I'm dropping my esports knowledge, which is not much. <laughs> you know, Jim Carr, the president of the NAI, we had him on a show yep. one time in Kansas City. Remember, I talked to him not too long ago, and I I believe they either have or are now making it a sponsored sport in the NAI esports. Like it's you you now have that's you can go get a scholarship or whatever to do this. In the NAI, also, I just recently was talking to our tennis coach, and he's at our college, and he is um, thinking about converting to the esports coach. Like we're talking about bringing it in as a at our college, so I was just blown away. The whole you know, like wow, this whole thing is crazy. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. And then, so, so it, the CEO of Take Two, which is a company that makes Two K, has gone on record saying that uh, right now in this there is about two hundred million people that consider themselves avid viewers of esports 200 million so you're talking about a big audience here whenever there's audience whenever there's attention whenever there's mind share dollars are going to follow right and then all of a sudden you get people investing in and things change so this past draft that you saw all the craze about all right it featured the top 102 nba 2k players in the country 17 organizations nba organizations have teams okay and they went out and drafted their players. And the, the individuals that got drafted stepped up on the stage. They shook Adam Silver's hand. They were handed a jacket. They were handed a team hat. All these teams have altered logos of the original. So Who are they drafting? They're drafting NBA 2K players. People, gamers. And the NBA teams are drafting these NBA gamers? NBA teams were drafting the gamers. Oh, jeez. Okay, so like Wizards, the Wizards team is called Wizards District Gaming. Wizards DG. It's owned by Ted Leonsis. All right, it's affiliated with the Wizards. And who did they draft? I forget the guy's name, but they drafted. <laughs> do, you, do you know anybody's name they draft? Nobody. You don't know any of these names, do you? I don't know any of the players' yeah. names. But, but these guys have huge followings. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just I, I haven't got into it yet. I I remember back when I was young, the worst thing ever was going to a friend's house and watching them play their games yeah right or like when you got bumped off the sticks because you lost right in madden or nba 2k and you like you had to wait two or three games till you got a chance to go back it was like the worst right you had to sit there for an hour and a half there was nothing that that for me being a social guy that was worse at a party right because everyone just sit around and watch this game it wasn't that fun but now people are signing up to 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 watch it because they they say it's pure competition 
right? It's people at their best, playing their best I, and I mean, against the best. When I shoot the ball in NBA 2K, I feel like the computer decides whether it goes in or not. Is there something I can do to make it go in? Like, is that <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have no control over that. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit like Vegas. You know, I pull a slot machine. You know, I know I'm going to lose X number of times. I and that there probably is ways to make the, the ball shoot better or whatever. But I, I always think of this. Uh, Albert Einstein quote, I fear the day that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. And I, that's a strong quote, right? A very strong quote. But, man, this just feels like too much technology to me. It just feels like, the. I mean, and I'm, I know it makes this maybe sound old or whatever, but it just it seems so, it seems so much to me. It just seems overboard. You know, piggybacking on that quote, 20 years ago, the internet was an escape from real life and how real life is an escape from the internet, okay? The internet's taken over, right? And, like, I don't know what I think about this gaming, right? And, and now, all of a sudden, you know, what about the ramifications, right? Like, now, you know, that kid that's, that's stuck in the basement every day playing video games, right, that the parents are saying, you need to get out, you need to do stuff, you know? He now has he or she now has a, a platform to say, well, I'm trying to go pro. <laughs> I'm trying to go pro. I'm trying to get a scholarship. Yeah. I'm trying to get drafted by the Wizards. Yeah. Mark Cuban tweeted like a series of like five or seven tweets over the last 72 hours about his first draft pick, hyping him, welcoming him. All right, because he's going to represent Dallas's team, and there's going to be sponsors and viewership and championships to be won. It's unbelievable. And, and what is it? They're playing NBA 2K against the other best. Uh, it, it, you know, it's almost like these things take off daily. Like, uh, <laughs> what, I mean, what's the thing? When I, we were at our, at our, uh, at our um, championship run for the tournament, every time I knocked on a guy's room to see what was going on, they, they had TVs, like, loaded up. Like, they, they moved TVs from other rooms and put them out, and they're playing this new game. Do you know... What I'm talking about, that um, a lot of the college players were talking about it in post-game um, Fortnite. Okay. Have you heard of Fortnite? I have not, no. So, I mean, the, you, you... I'm not uh, a big gamer. The UMBC players afterwards, they're okay. like... They, they were comparing it. They're like, this is, you know, I, this is the same feeling I have when I win Fortnite, you know, for the first time, <laughs> my first Fortnite. Fortnite is kind of like the, uh, the, the Katniss, Katniss Everdeen, what's that, the... You know the movie, the Mockingbird or oh, okay. Mockingjay, whatever it is, right? So they go around, they get weapons, and you're you. Know, there's all these people in the game. There's a hundred people in the game. It starts up, and then one person wins at the end. You survive, and all these people are playing all around the world. And it's like on our college campus right now, it is literally slowing down our internet so much people can't even get work done because there's so many people on Fortnite. Like we have to figure out how to handle it. It's crazy. So just. <laughs> A little bit more information just for those that aren't familiar. These players, so each team drafted six or seven players, okay, each of the 17 organizations. Each player will make around in between thirty two and 35000 for six months of work, so essentially a pretty good salary since it's only six months of work. Housing, meals, and relocation expenses all provided by the team. So all in, you know, when you take into consideration housing and meals, I mean, you're looking at like a fifty or $60,000 payout for six months, right? There's a two-week training camp where you come in and get acclimated to playing with your teammates. The one thing about 2K that's evolved is you can play multiple players. So you can be an individual, TJ. Yeah. 
you're not one person playing all five guys where the other four are just kind of being controlled and you can yeah. only control your one. Some of you actually draft a guard. So this is a player who specializes in the guard play. Insane. Right? So they would draft a guard, but that's why the training camp, so these six players can get acclimated to each other, and you play just like you would on the court because you got to get acclimated. you got to pick and roll, right? you got to run plays, and they run plays, right? And they just How many players can be active at a time? Five at a time. It's just five on five. So, so there would be five people out of control running each one of the players. So like the Wizards team would have five players. No way. Running an offensive set. TJ, running that an offensive set, coming up for a pick and roll at the top of the key, moving right, passing, cutting, right, just all being done digitally instead of in person, right? So it's my team versus your team. So the Wizards, which Wizards District Gaming will play the Mavericks, right? And and they'll be housed real real world style for those six months, and they'll live and they've got a full setup, right? And they'll be sponsored and. It's it's unbelievable, you know. It's absolutely unbelievable, and I hope and I want to get a one of these guys on the on the show, TJ. Like yeah. I absolutely want to do that. I want to learn a little bit more. I do want to give it a shot, but right now it is tough. You know, I've never felt like I needed a halftime more than I feel like I need one right now. Um, it, it's overwhelming to me. This is just I, I I'm boggles my mind that this is this is going on. But uh, let's take a take a halftime break, and uh, we'll rejoin you in a second after we get a communication tip from our friends at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. This week, coaches, I'd like to just throw out a question for you to reflect on. What's it like to be on the other side of your voice? It's a question you probably never have asked yourself before, but it is one that'll help you be self-aware through communication to make the necessary changes and adjustments that'll benefit your team and staff. What's it like to be on the other side of your voice? Powerful and convicting question, and one I just want to encourage you to think on as you go through your week. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com. If you're looking for a communication tool that will help get everything from your parents, players, and team, your schedule completely on the same page, it'll help you get organized. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that is being used currently over 15 million people across the globe. All right, TJ, let's bring it back to things we're a little bit more familiar with. Thank right? God. Thank God. <laughs> esports. Listen, if you're an esport fan and you just heard that, that clip, you obviously can tell that we are not majorly familiar with it. Send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle. Let us know some reasons why that we should get into it, right? Let us know some, maybe something we're missing or something we left out. Or I, I just, I'm, we're just not there yet. And, and I'm intrigued, but um, just not there yet, nonetheless. All right, let's jump into the second half of this shoot around. On the heels of Villanova winning another championship um, and playing against Michigan, both very um, unique setups in college basketball if you want to take the recent trend of the one and dones and going out and getting these big time phenoms. Jay Wright, Coach Beeline, they've taken different approaches. Mm-hmm. All right. They they've stayed away from the the one and done. They've looked for folks that are really talented, don't get me wrong, but that want to be involved in the college process. Do you think there's a shift happening back, okay, to the traditional style of recruiting? Regardless of let let's skip any of the conversation about the NBA and any rule changes about one and dones that they're conversating. But let's just say it is what it is right now and it continues this way. Do we see 
even a Coach K, if he doesn't win this year with this highly touted recruiting class of the three best players in college, you know in high school basketball and Kentucky doesn't do well again this year and yet you see another situation of a, a Jay Wright experience group or that type of thing win the championship are we going to see coaches even the most high profile go away from this one and done no not going to happen uh I mean, I, I love seeing those guys win. I love seeing Loyola Chicago make a run. I love seeing Villanova win two and three years. Loved reading the article about Villanova, about uh, when he did start signing five stars, how the wheels fell off. Really good article talking about you know, they started to win, and then all of a sudden they could get some five stars, and the next four years of their, their existence was the worst four years he had. And then he went back to just getting the right guys, and I think Virginia is another great example. I mean, Virginia – they're going to be remembered for losing to a 16. Which is so unfortunate. But they just walked through the toughest conference in the country. I mean, they just walked through it, which is amazing. 17-1, something like that, in the ACC. Duke doesn't do that. Carolina doesn't do that. Virginia's went 17-1 in the ACC. And there's eight teams in the league more talented than they are. And they just walked through the league. So... There's definitely um, definitely easier for me to root for those teams, you know. Like I like that. I've always been a Duke fan. Like I've always liked Duke, but it, it, it doesn't feel the same as Grant Hill and Tommy Amaker and Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. It feels different, you know, uh, because those guys you barely get to know them and they're out of there. But I have a hard time ever seeing the best schools pass up on the best players. You know what I mean? Like if there's a guy. Who's a five star? Sure enough, da, da, da. now, but Jay him? Wright passes on him. Tony Bennett passes on him right now. They're uh, not pursuing him. True and not they're true. Not, they're not going out of their way like thirsting over these true some of these five star guys. True and not true. Like let's just say that Duke made a commitment to not go after these five stars, and those five stars wanted to go to Virginia instead. Right? Like they had an opportunity to go get them. I, I don't know that Tony Bennett would not say. I think that's no a different. That's a different story. Yeah, we're talking about like going after, yeah. like we're like making a strategic plan, right? Like you to sit with your coaching staff. What are we going to go after? Who's our guy? What are we going to yeah. target? I agree. If they came to Tony Bennis, I want to be a Cavalier yeah. of Virginia. Like that's tough to say no. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that's a strategy. His strategy is completely different. Do you think even a Coach K, if he doesn't have success a year or two? For, with another one-and-done class, and then even next year another one-and-done, that he'll say, you know what? I'm just not able to build the depth. I'm not able to build the continuity. I'm not able to build the chemistry. Like, with this type of setup? I, I would, you know, I think it would take a few years. Because at the end of the, the, end of the day, which is the one people say I say, so at the beginning of the day, let's just say, or the middle of the day, <laughs> the uh, right after Kentucky the won the, the SEC. You know what I mean? Duke Duke was in the top ten in the country all year long. You're knocking on the door. You don't just win a championship every year. And as long as they're knocking on the door, I think it's going to take a significant run of no success for them to say, okay, we'll go the other way. I don't think one year or two years or three. You know, I think it's Can it be, be felt by the other people's lack of success? Okay, so like maybe it doesn't take – maybe you're saying it takes Coach A five runs of it, right? But could he look at it after – two or three and then see that like not only was he not succeeding but the other big one and done programs out there they weren't succeeding either and then maybe it'll hit his realization a little quicker than having to experience it firsthand for so many years yeah i think it could i i, I like i said for two or three i think it's premature i don't i think it's going to take a longer 
sample size for them to be able to say that. Like when you look back, I mean, if you were to look back over the last few years, it'd be interesting to to, to go look at the one and done champions, right? Like Carmelo was kind of the first, wasn't he? You know, like when you look back at that, then but you look at Carolina. Like Carolina won it last year. Did they have a lot of one and duns? No. They had some two-year, three-year guys. They didn't have a lot of one. Like the most recent I think about, like with like Anthony Davis. Yeah. So Kentucky, Kentucky. did it a few years back, but it would be it'd be really just, it'd be really interesting to just to look up the sample size as what it is now. Like, like, like I would love to ask Coach K if given the opportunity, say Coach K, you know, you've obviously it's all well documented. You've changed your recruiting strategy over the last three, four years. How many more years without a championship until you decide to go back to your? previous strategy yeah i think you'd probably get a politically correct answer like we're always going to go after the right player the right guy the right person you know what i mean but he knows the difference yeah so yeah it's interesting yeah i i don't know what i don't know i mean i my question more to him would be like not are you going to get away from that but do you enjoy it like what's different when you coach duke with those four-year guys and now like compare the two if i'd love to know his off-record answer of like how does it feel because that would be hard for me just to be like one year and this guy's gone like just that that relationship the same like I know most of my players that are their freshman year I like them <laughs> right and I root for them but I don't love them the way that I love my juniors and seniors simply because we haven't built the relationship there hasn't been enough time does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it feels like a transactional program. Yeah, it, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think we, I was actually just having our, our exit meetings with a young man that you know. And a great meeting. Great meeting. He's like, do you want to be here? Do you want me here? Was the response, you know? Like, do, do you want me here? Do, do, do you, uh, what do you desire? I desire a closer relationship. Do you pull for me like you do the other players? My answer was no, I don't. He was asking you these yeah. questions? We were going back and forth with questions. Great questions. Great questions. Do, do you pull for me? No, I don't. I absolutely don't. Do you want to? Absolutely want to. You know? What do we need? We need a better relationship. Like, really mature conversation. Like, he, wa- he desires for me to root for him more. I desire for him. You know, we have these things that we... But... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time he's two, three, four years in, if I don't just love him, pull for him, and root for him as much as any player I have. But it's not been that way this year because Mm -hmm. there's so many growing pains. I like him. I want him to do well. I'm pulling for the success of his life, whether it's here or somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff. But I can't say, man, I love that guy. I would go to the ends of the earth for him. Most of the time it's a guy I've spent three, four, five years investing in that we we grow to that place. That would be hard to do in one year. You know, I think it's interesting. That's one of the things. I've never been a huge Duke. I, I, that's obviously known on the show that I'm not a huge Duke fan, but never been a huge Coach K fan either and never anything against him. But I will say what I always did enjoy is those emotional hugs that were so famous from Coach K early in 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know what I'm talking about, right? Senior day at Cameron Indoor. Right where he sends off his seniors and they come off the court with a minute left as uh, Coach K throws the subs in and and here comes Wojo and here comes this player and this player and this player and they embrace and there's that emotion on Coach K's face right like that was so special like that was so special and you have to imagine Coach K misses that like crazy 
that he misses that like crazy because he doesn't have it. And, and that, he can't even fake it. Right? There was genuine emotion, almost like father-son yeah. level emotion at some point. Yeah. Um, it's just not there. You know, and, and unfortunately, the success, you know, time will tell a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this. And, you know, part of me wants to see teams like Villanova and Michigan keep getting to where they are, you know, with the, the way that they've done things from a recruiting standpoint. I want to keep rooting for that because I want it to get back to that. Yeah. I really do. I do, too. I, I think the simplest way is probably just to let those guys go pro, you know. Didn't some, you see the one player this year is opting into the G League? Yep. We're going to have to talk about that on another shoot-around episode. But let us know your thoughts about the recruiting strategy. How long is it going to take? How many years of non-winning championships uh, for these big-time names will it take to get them to go back to their old strategy? Or you know, are they going to start going there quicker after seeing a Jay Wright and Coach Beeline and different uh, individuals doing it a different way, Coach Bennett? Um, Let us know your thoughts. Send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle. Till next time, we're out.